स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स रिटोल्ड बाय अर्घ्या गोस्वामी फ्रेंड्स होप यू आर ऑल डूइंग वेल सो आई एम टुडे स्टोरी इज अ कंटिन्यूएशन टू द लास्ट एपिसोड यज्ञवल्क एंड किंग जनक पार्ट वन दिस स्टोरी फीचर्ड इन सेक्शन थ्री एंड फोर ऑफ चैप्टर फोर ऑफ ब्रेदारण्य उपनिषद After impressing the king about various facets of Brahman, Yagyavalka granted a boon to the king. The boon was that the king Janaka can ask him as many question as he may like. Poor Yagyavalka never in hindsight thought that this boon would soon become so much troublesome for him as he has to answer a barrage of never-ending questions from the learned and curious king. As often the king would think of some difficult question he would summon the sage and he had to come to the court and answer to them to king's satisfaction although it was a major source of sage's earning as he was always handsomely rewarded after each such grilling session one day yagyavalka came to king's court he was quite determined that whatever happens he will not answer any of the king's question so confidently he walked to the king he was greeted and welcomed in the best traditional way then after settling down the king wanted to ask the sage some glaring questions which was eating him up as the sage was about to refuse suddenly like a bolt of thunder he remembered his boon resigned to his own boon he mentally got ready for another volley of questions the king asked yagyavalka what is the source of light for the man in this world the sage replied the sun your highness as it is through the light of the sun which is external to the body and helps a man to see the man sits goes out to the fields and his workplace does his work and returns home when the sun is down the king nodded and agreed the interesting thing to note here that king addressed the sage by his name this meant not only they had developed a level of comfort and friendship but also king wanted to draw sage's attention then the king asked again what happens when the sun has set then what is the source of light for the man in this world the sage replied light of the moon o highness as using this moonlight a man sits goes out does his work and return the king said agreed it is so yagyavalka then the king asked again what happens when there is no moon or no sun when both has set then what will be the source of light for the man in this world what the king meant here is when there is no sun and it's a new moon night then when everything is dark all around then what will be the source of light the sage replied fire serves as his light your majesty it is through this fire he sits goes out for work works and returns the king again agreed then the king kept on asking incremental questions to the sage for instance if there is no sun 
or moon and the fire too goes out then what will be the source of light for the man to this question the sage replied it is the sound or shabd which is the source of light for the man we know that sonar waves is actually used as a form of navigation we know that in dark night bats use sonar waves to navigate and hunt its prey similarly in deep ocean the submarines too use these waves to judge the depth of the ocean and detect any object or obstruction in front of it thus sound forms the source of light for the man next the king asked yagavalka what is the source of light for a man when there is no sun no moon no light or no sound yagavalka replied the self or atman serves as his light in my last episode i touched upon the three states of consciousness or turiya they are vishwa or the waking state engaging the gross and the physical body tejasa the dream state engaging the subtle body pragya or the deep sleep stage engaging the casual bliss body deeper philosophical meaning may be contemplated as when the eyes or other organs are held in the vishwa or the waking state by the aids such as lights or sounds the man can easily move around work and attain knowledge so these external aids serve as a light for the man as it guides him to his destiny but in tejasa or the dream state also in pragya or the deep sleep state all these external aids are blotted out however the purpose of this extraneous light in the waking state is served in the dream state too as in the waking state we meet our friends family we work we perform our duties and then resign to sleep and when we awake from the deep sleep with some remembrance that we slept happily and knew nothing that remembrance is the way of light which guides us through tejasa and pragya therefore there exists some extraneous light however the light of self or atman is not perceived by the sense organs this is the light which is inside me inside you inside all of us another thought process is to contemplate it as when we work we learn and we get enlightened the knowledge only comes from work we do or things we learn we can attain knowledge any time day or night it doesn't matter similarly using sound or speech we can also spread knowledge as well as hear them which again leads us to enlightenment when all other means of attaining supreme knowledge is not present then our inner self or atman leads us to enlightenment our inner self leads us ahead as it shows us the light the king agreed and then immediately asked another question which is self o yagavalka yagavalka explained this infinite entity which is also called purusha that is identified with the intellect and resides within oneself it is the self effulgent light within the heart which is the intellect the intellect is the instrument which helps us in everything just like a lamp in the darkness it shows us the way out it is through the mind that one sees and hears every object is perceived only as associated 
with the light of the intellect just like the lamp lightens up the objects in front of us and the dark night all other objects are nothing but channels of this intellect friends a little more on this topic from the commentaries of adi shankaracharya according to him this self effulgent atman is just like an emerald or any other gem when dropped for testing into the milk imparts its luster to them so does the luminous self being finer than even the heart or intellect unify and impart its luster to the body and its organs including the intellect although it is within the intellect for these to have varying degree of fineness or grossness in a certain order and the self or atman is the innermost of them all imagine it like a layers of petals of a lotus in which the body or organs are the outermost petals and the atman or self is the innermost ones the intellect being the transparent and next to the self catches the reflection of the intelligence of the self therefore wise men identify themselves with the self first then comes the manas which catches the reflection of the self through the intellect and then the organs and through the contact with the manas and lastly the body through the organs thus the self successively illuminate with its own intelligence the entire aggregate of the body and organs then yagyavalka continued when a man is born or attains a body that individual self is connected with the evils and when he dies he leaves the body and discards all the evils that man has only two abodes this world and the next the junction between the dream state or tejasa and the deep sleep or pragya he surveys two abodes this and the next world he sees both the sufferings and joys of the both worlds and when he dreams he takes away a little impression of this all embracing world in the waking state or vishwa and himself puts the body aside and himself creates the dream body in his place revealing his own luster by his own light and dreams in this state the man himself becomes the light then yagyavalka recited a verse swapnena shariram bhi prahatya supta suptan bhi chakashiti shukra madaya punaraiti sthanam hiranmaya purusha ek hansah which means the radiant infinite being purusha who moves alone puts the body aside in the dream state remaining awake in himself and taking the shining functions of the organs with him watches those that are asleep again comes to the waking state he continued to chant the verses pranena rakshana varam kulayam bahish kulayad amritash charitva sa yehte smrito yatra kamam hiranmaya purusha ek hamsah which means the radiant infinite being who is immortal and moves alone preserves the unclean nest or the body with the help of vital force and roams out of the nest and himself immortal he goes wherever he likes then again he continued swapnant uchva vachami yamano rupani deva kurute bahuni 
उतेव स्त्री भी सह मोदमानो जश्य दूते वापी भयानी पश्यन विच मीन्स इन द ड्रीम वर्ल्ड द शाइनिंग वन attaining higher and lower states puts forth innumerable form he seems to be enjoying himself in the company of women or laughing or even seeing frightful things then yagavalka said something very meaningful and deep aramasya pashyanti na tam pashyanti kashchan which meant all see his sport but no one sees him Although the self is distinct from the body and organs and is present before our very eyes yet we are unfortunate not to see it or recognize it the idea is that in the dream state or tejas the self becomes altogether distinct and it's itself the light so yagavalka continued that we must not wake the man up suddenly in the dream state as the man himself becomes the light as soon as the sage completed this verse king was elated he jumped up from his seat and with folded hands said i give you 1000 cows please instruct me further about liberation friends in the commentaries of adi shankaracharya he mentioned about the debate on the dream state or tejas and the waking state or vishva according to him many scholars believe that there is no difference between the dream state and the waking state of a man While researching on this subject for the podcast I found references in the work of Sigmund Freud of late 1800s in which he popularized the idea that the dreams are representation of repressed desire On further research I found out that some of the modern theories say that perhaps dreaming doesn't mean anything actually instead dreams are just bits and pieces of different memories that get strung together These memories are often the ones that are in the forefront of our minds or are the things that we think about frequently. Then on further reading and some research on the content from various eminent universities, I found out that there are many brain activity in the dream state, especially during REM sleep, that is rapid eye movement sleep. as it is the most closely resembles that of the wakeful state the rem sleep or rapid eye movement sleep is the phase of sleep in which the most dream occur and is similar to the state of tejas or the dream state on further research i found out that as per j allen hobson at the division of sleep medicine harvard medical school rem sleep dreaming is like a virtual reality created from our brain's device but As per Adi Shankaracharya this is not true if we believe there is no difference between these two states then self is not dissociated from the body and organs rather mixed up with them so self is not itself the light in order to refute the self luminosity of the atman these raconteurs say that there are no difference in dream and waking state to justify their claim they too say that the man sees the things in the dreams what he has seen in the waking state in reality our dreams are completely different from our waking state hence this claim is completely false as in the dream state the body and the organs are at rest the man can dream only when all the organs have ceased to function therefore no other light or other than atman of the self can exist in that state 
I was researching about dreams for this podcast and found an interesting concept from the University of Berkeley. According to Matthew Walker, the time spent in dream sleep is a healer. The REM sleep or rapid eye movement sleep is the only time when our brain is completely devoid of anxiety triggering molecules nor adrenaline. At the same time, key emotional and memory related structures of the brain are reactivated during the REM sleep as we dream. This means that emotional memory reactivation is occurring in a brain free of key stress chemical which allows us to reprocess upsetting memories in a safer, calmer environment. During this state, the prefrontal cortex is less active. Just to clarify, the prefrontal cortex of the brain is responsible for planning and logic. Since the prefrontal cortex activity is lower, we often don't recognize the strangeness or impossibility of a dream until we wake up. So my friends, unfortunately the studies on the dreams are still in progress and as a result we cannot have any conclusion here. I have just laid out both the scientific and the spiritual thoughts on the same plate. Coming back to the story, by illustration of the dream it has been proven that there is a self-luminous Atman and then it transcends the forms of death since it alternately moves between this world and the next and so on it is distinct for them likewise it is distinct from the nest of waking and dream states as Yagyavalka proved that since it moves alternately from one to another it is eternal then Yagyavalka continued the self after roaming and enjoying himself in the both the worlds and merely seeing the results of the good and evil in the deep sleep state, he stays in the profound sleep or pragya and comes back in the inverse order to his former condition, the dream state or taijasa. Then again roaming in the dream state or taijasa and seeing the results of the good and evil in the dream state, he comes back in inverse order to the waking state. He is untouched by whatever he sees in that state, for this is the infinite being or Atman is unattached. Just like a great fish swim alternatively to both the banks of the river, so does the Atman or the infinite being move from dream state to waking state and travel back and forth. The king agrees to this concept. The analogy of the great fish traveling between two banks of a river can be compared to the sleep cycle. According to the scientist, the sleep occurs in five stages, that is wake, N1, N2, N3 and REM sleep. The stages N1 to N3 are considered non-rapid eye movement or NREM sleep with each stage is a progressively deeper sleep. Approximately 75% of sleep is spent in NREM stages. Another point I want to bring up my friends, I don't know if you have experienced sleep falling or not, but I have experienced it many times. Many times when I am in deep sleep, sometimes it felt like something entered my body or I am falling. I tried to research about this and found out that this feeling is triggered by an involuntary muscle movement called the hypnic jerk that occurs when the body is in a transitional stage between the wakefulness and the light sleep, known as hypnagogic state. 
when the body enters the state of deep relaxation in the preparation for the sleep this sensation can be misinterpreted by the brain as the body falling therefore being in danger so the hypnotic jerk knocks you back into full consciousness one proposed explanation for the link between the following and experience in hypnotic jerk in hypnagogic state is that it is the reflex that improves the chances of survival for our ancestors wikipedia states it is as out of body experience or oobe it terms it as a phenomena in which the person perceives the world from a location outside their physical body and oobe is a form of otoscopy or seeing self this term was first introduced by gnm tyrell in his book apparitions in 1943 Later on it was adopted by researchers such as Celia Greener and Robert Monroe as an alternative to belief centric levels such as astral projection or spirit walking as per the vedic scriptures state of consciousness also referred as turiya which can be achieved by deep yogic and meditative activities during which a yogi may be liberated from the duality of mind and body allowing them to intentionally leave the body and return to it the body carrying out this journey is called vigyan dehi so if we contemplate this oobe or sleep fall experienced when our self or atman travels between the worlds and finally comes back into the waking state from the previous states some food for your thoughts write to me at argyathings@gmail.com on this we can discuss this topic further yagavalka then took another analogy of a hawk he explained the king that the great bird after flying for long hours get fatigued and moves to its nest it is similar to the atman or self getting fatigued after the results of action done by the contact of organs and body in the waking and dream states in order to remove that fatigue it enters its own nest or abode that is its own self distinct from all relative attributes devoid of all exertion caused by the action with its factors and results he told the king in him are those nerves called hita which are as fine as hair split into thousand parts and filled with white blue brown green and red serums they are the seat of the subtle body in which the impressions are stored the impressions of the waking state is carried on to the dream state and similarly impressions of the dream state is imbued in the waking state in this he reached the highest state where he thinks this universe is myself who am all that this identity with all the universe in his highest state the atman's own natural and supreme state friends here we must understand that there are various colors of serum these colors are due to the intermixing of the nerve matter bile and phlegm in various proportions as per science the color of serum comes from hydrogen the hydrogen gives out two colors a strong dark red and aqua blue these combine to give pink color two colors come from the specific transitions of the hydrogen atoms electron between the different energy levels it is interesting to note that in the center of the plasma it is so hot that the electrons are able to escape from their atoms and so there is less light emitted as no transitions can occur around the edges when the plasma is cooler 
the electrons are able to reunite with their nuclei thereby emitting the light each element has its own unique set of electron levels and hence the light emitted when the electrons jump between the levels gives us a unique signature for that element called the spectrum so if there are any contaminants in the plasma they can show up by changing the color the color of the pure plasma is pink and if there is too much beryllium in the walls that adds the blue green tinge then the oxygen is blue in color as per upanishad the subtle body with its 17 constituents has its seat in these nerves which is the fineness of the thousandth part of the tip of a hair and are filled with serums and spread all over the body just as to understand the 17 constituents of the subtle body we must understand the subtle body itself this body is the body of the mind and vital energies which gives the physical body alive together with the causal body it is the transmigrating soul or the jiva separating from the gross body upon death the subtle body is composed of five subtle elements and the elements before they have undergone panchikarana panchikarana is a vedantic theory of how matter came into existence originating from primordial five subtle elements they are shravanadi panchakaram the five organs of perception eyes ears skin tongue and nose vagadi panchakaran the five organs of action speech hands leg anus and genitals prana panchakaram the five fold of the vital breath that is prana the respiration apana the evacuation of the waste from the body vayana the blood circulation udana the actions such as sneezing crying vomiting etc and samana the digestion manas or mind and last is buddhi or the intellect the discriminating wisdom then yagavalka said that is this form and beyond desires free from evils and fearless just as a man fully embraced by his beloved wife does not know anything at all either external or internal so does this infinite being or self fully embraced by the supreme self or brahman not know anything at all that is his form in which all objects of desire have been attained and are but the self in which is free from all desires and devoid of any grief in this state a father is no father a mother is no mother worlds are no worlds the gods are no gods the vedas are no vedas in this state the thief is no thief a killer of a noble brahmin is no killer a chandala is no chandal a monk is no monk a hermit is no hermit this form of his is untouched by goods or evils for he is beyond all the woes of his intelligence and heart then the sage told the king about the state of profound sleep where it does not see smell taste speak hear think touch or know as it is imperishable he continued when there is something else as it were then one can see something one can smell something one can taste something one can think something one can touch something or one can know something o emperor it becomes as transparent as water this is the sphere or state of brahman
then he instructed the king Eshashya Paramagati Eshashya Paramasampat Eshoshya Paramoloka Eshoshya Paramanandha Etasai Vananda Syaini Bhutani Matrapu Jivanti which means this supreme attainment this is the supreme glory this is the highest world this is the supreme bliss on particle of this very bliss other beings live the sage said he who is perfect in physique and is prosperous among men the ruler of others and most lavishly enjoyed all human enjoyments represent the greatest joy among men this human joy multiplied hundred times makes one unit of joy for the mains who have won their world of theirs the joy of these mains multiplied hundred times makes one unit of joy for the world of celestial minstrels this joy in the world of celestial minstrels multiplied a hundred times makes one unit of joy for the gods those who have attained their godhead by their actions this joy of gods multiplied a hundred times makes one unit of joy for the gods by birth as also one who is versed in vedas sinless and free from desire this joy of gods by birth multiplied a hundred times makes one unit of joy in the world of prajapati or viraj as one who is versed in vedas sinless and free from all desires this joy in the world of prajapati multiplied a hundred times makes one unit of joy in the world of brahman or hiranyagarbha as well as one who is versed in vedas who is sinless and desireless this indeed is the supreme bliss this is the state of brahman o emperor the king was awestruck he asked the sage to continue on liberation at this yagavalka suspected that the intelligent king wants to possess all his knowledge by the virtue of that boon however yagavalka started describing the transmigration and he continued when this self becomes weak actually this body that becomes weak as it is formless when the self becomes senseless and unable to differentiate or discriminate then actually body has become senseless the self is the eternal self luminous intelligence the state of helplessness noticeable at the time of death due to the withdrawal of the organs is attributed by ordinary people to the self the sage continued that due to the external light we can see as light reflects back but when there is no light we fail to see anything then the light of our heart or intelligence aids us to see the eye becomes united with the subtle body then the people say he does not see the nose becomes united then they say he does not smell similarly the tongue the vocal organ ear skin intellect unites with the subtle body then people say he does not taste or speak or hear or feel or knows top of the heart brightens through the brightened top the self departs either through the eye or through the head or any part of the body 
when it departs the vital force follows when the vital force departs the organ follows then the self has consciousness goes into the another body making it conscious similarly the knowledge work and the past experiences too goes into another body making it knowledgeable and experienced then the sage makes another illustration the impressions called past impression under the control of person's knowledge and work stretch out like a leech from the body retaining their seat in the heart as in the dream state and build another body in accordance to his past actions when the new body is made they leave their old body the past actions are combined to manifest the organs and their functions and the external body is formed when the organs have been arranged the presiding deities the fire and the rest come to the body to help the organs this is the process of formation of a new body just as the goldsmith take a little quantity of gold and creates the new design so does the self throw his body away and make it senseless and make a newer and better form which is suited to the mains celestial minstrels or gods or viraj or hiranyagarbha or other beings then yagavalka recited one of the mahavakya from chandogya upanishad ayam atma brahma that self is indeed brahman as also identified with intellect the manas or the mind and the vital force with the eyes ears with earth water and the ether with fire with desire or no desire with anger and with absence of the anger with righteousness or unrighteousness with everything identified in fact with what it is perceived or with which is inferred as it does and it acts so it becomes by doing it it becomes good by doing evil it becomes evil it becomes virtuous through the good acts or vicious through the evil other however say self is identified with the desire alone what it desires it resolves what it resolves it works out and what it works out it attains friends point to note here is that self which transmigrates is indeed brahman then yagavalka recited a slok which means being attached he together with the work attains the result to which the subtle body or mind is attached exhausting the results of whatever work he did in his life he returns from what the world to this world for work of him who is without desires who is free from desires the objects of whose desire have been attained and to whom all the objects of desires are but the self the organs do not depart being but to brahman he is merged in brahman when all the desires that dwell in his heart are gone then he having been a mortal becomes immortal and attains brahman in this very body then the self becomes disembodied and immortal the prana becomes the supreme self or brahman and it becomes the light on hearing this tears roll down his cheeks and drenched with enlightenment and knowledge of liberation he announced the reward of thousand cows for the sage however yagavalka said still the teachings are not complete and continued that very atman i regard as the immortal brahman knowing brahman i am immortal 
those who have known the vital force of the vital force the eye of the eye the ear of the ear the mind of the mind have realized that ancient primordial brahman it should be realized in only one form for it is unknowable and eternal the self is taintless beyond the subtle ether birthless infinite and constant that great birthless self which is identified with the intellect and in the midst of the organs lies in the cosmos within the heart it is the controller of all the lord of all and ruler of all it does not grow better through good work nor worse through bad work it is the protector of all beings it serves as a boundary to keep the different worlds apart knowing it one becomes a sage perhaps for the desire of knowing this self the monks renounce their homes leave all other desires away this self is that which has been described as neti neti that is not this not this it is imperceptible for it is never perceived undecaying for it never decays unattached for it is never attached unfettered it never feels pain and never suffers an injury a sage conquers both good and evil thoughts or the things done or not done does not trouble him and this has been beautifully described in the verse esha nityo mahima brahmanasya na vardhate karmana no kanyan becomes self-controlled calm withdrawn into self enduring and concentrated and sees the self in his own self he sees all as self evil does not overtake him but he transcends all evil evil does not trouble him as he consumes all evil he becomes sinless taintless free from doubts and a brahmin or a knower of brahman This is the world of Brahman O emperor and you have attained it On hearing this the king Janaka fell at Yagavalka's feet and said O Yagavalka I give you the empire of Videha and myself too please consider me as your servant So that was the end of part 2 of the story of Yagavalka and King Janaka So now it is time for asking some questions. Why did the sage reject all the rewards given to him by King Janaka of Vidya? What do you mean by desire? What are the states of consciousness? Please write to me your answers at arghyathinks@gmail.com. I'll wait for your answers and until then Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Gaana, Google Podcast, Wink Music and more. 
click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Source content collected from various books on Upanishads such as Messages of the Upanishads by Swami Ranganathananda, Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad by Swami Madhavananda, Eight Upanishads from Advaita Ashrama, Upanishads.org, Vedas and Upanishads for Children by Rupa Pai and several other write-ups and thoughts on Upanishads. Background music is sourced from various royalty-free music sources, Apple Loops, Internet Archives with non-commercial 4.0 international license. Om Shanti chants are from YouTube source Gaia Sanskrit. This podcast was conceptualized, scripted, narrated and audio designed by Argya Goswami.